This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You know, we're pretty good at recycling here in BC, and I think a lot of us are proud of that. In fact, we have one of the highest recycling rates for beverage containers in North America. And we have good access to recycling programs as well. Government stats show that overall, 93% of households in Canada have access to at least one form of a recycling program, and the vast majority of us use them. But what happens after you put those items in the yellow bag or the blue bin and you put them at the curb? I mean, we think, hey, we've done our part, right? We feel pretty good about that. Look at that. We sorted and did everything properly and put it all out there. But Increasingly, finding a market for those recyclables is difficult, and that means less of that material is actually being recycled after it leaves our homes. Global News has been doing a series on this. You can find it on the website, globalnews.ca, but we also wanted to talk more about this with the help of our guest, Tony Walker, who's an assistant professor at the School for Resource and Environmental Studies at Dalhousie University. Tony, thanks for being here. Yeah, good morning or uh, good afternoon, actually. I'm in uh, Halifax. Ah, yes. Good afternoon to yeah. you. Good morning for us. Let's talk about recycling here. Are we uh, are we not as good at recycling as we used to be because of the problem of finding a market for these recyclables? Well, I guess we think we're, uh, we're, we're fairly good at recycling. But, uh, yeah, it's been based around a, uh, a kind of a recycling model uh, which uh, relies on us putting it in a blue bag. Um, any material that can be recycled domestically, which isn't a, a great amount, to be perfectly honest, the rest was shipped overseas. And uh, the big market for, for our overseas um, uh, recyclable materials was China up until uh, about 15 months ago and uh, un- until they banned it. And uh, that set uh, everybody um, uh, scurrying around in North America, particularly here in Canada. Uh, municipalities were struggling then to find uh, suitable markets for this material. So why did China ban it? Why don't they want this stuff anymore? Well, that's a good question. Um, so for uh, for a couple of decades, they've been uh, taking uh, recyclable materials, primarily plastics, uh, from the developed world uh, to feed into uh, its manufacturing industry, because, of course, that's the recycled plastics uh, featured very heavily in the materials they were making for the rest of the world for, for them to export. And, of course, they were relying on material that was clean and uh, of high grade, so they could recycle that and make it into new stuff. Uh, but recently, the, uh, with the China sword, um, the government has come up with the initiative to make China's economy move towards a greener and more high-tech rather than um, manufacturing. So really, essentially, it doesn't need our material anymore. And um, it can any manufacturing it still will do in the future, it can handle that with its own uh, internal domestic capacity. Okay, and we obviously do not have, I guess, the domestic capacity to process this material ourselves? Well, we have some recycling facilities dotted around Canada, but certainly uh, they, they don't even come close to being able to uh, process the material that we generate. And uh, we've kind of been uh, lulled into this false sense of recycling uh, security because uh, no matter what we consume, what we uh, uh, think we're recycling, 
you know, if we couldn't deal with it uh, domestically, we were shipping it overseas. And that's become a real uh, challenge now that the uh, China door has been closed to us. Uh, temporarily, uh, for the last uh, 15 months, we've been trying to get it to other uh, Southeast Asian markets. And more and more, they're uh, uh, closing their doors to uh, outright bans, uh, such as India, or they've come up with a phased approach and only accepting really high quality material or uh, are going to be banning it in the near future. So, yeah, essentially, we, we can't really ship it overseas so then um, what's, anymore. What's happening yeah. to all of this stuff that we're putting in our bins? We're stockpiling it. And uh, in, depending on your jurisdiction, uh, a lot of that is now going to landfills. And, and we also, um, when these things were screened uh, fairly carefully by uh, recycling facilities, if it was contaminated with uh, food items or other types of plastics, then it was diverted into uh, the landfill stream and only good uh, high-quality material was supposedly sent off to, uh, uh, for shipping. But now uh, we are struggling, and, and that's why um, you know, Canada at the federal level has got a zero-plastic waste strategy uh, that it wants to implement, and uh, you know, people like yourself are talking about this issue because we're landfilling a lot of this material. I think people would be really upset to find that out, Tony, to know that we're going to all this trouble of like rinsing these containers and washing them and putting them in the right bins and bags and all that kind of stuff. And so what good is that? Well, um, in theory, if we had uh, domestic capacity, then it would be great if we could recycle 100% of all the materials we use in packaging here in Canada. Hopefully that would create jobs and, uh, you know, uh, drive the economy. But it still would perpetuate the, uh, you know, uh, single use mentality and uh, culture. Uh, what would be uh, better if we uh, reduced and uh, used less. And I think that also needs to be a strategy that moves uh, in parallel with uh, increasing our domestic capacity to recycle. Right. So you're saying we felt okay about all this stuff that we were using because we thought we were recycling it all. That's right. We were putting it in the blue bin, putting it on the curbside, and then high-fiving each other because we were so green, allegedly. Um, but that's not the case. And so, yeah, it, it's a massive wake-up call, not only for consumers, but the uh, the, the manufacturing industry, uh, food retailers, and just anything that uh, we purchase as products either comes in some form of packaging material, whether it be cardboard or plastic. And, uh, you know... But from industry to uh, to consumers, we're really going to have to change we uh, uh, purchase goods and, uh, and and transport goods around the world. Right. You so, know whether that's through seeking alternatives or, or or do do without. So Tony, why can't this stuff be recycled? Like, why aren't we building plants, or why why aren't people building companies that can recycle this stuff? Yeah, that, that's another good question. So, for example, if uh, we had all of the beverage bottles in uh, North America were clear plastic, that would be wonderful because we could put thousands of them in the same bin and we'd be uh, confident they'd be all made of the same material. But the bottles have dyes in them and different uh, 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 packages have different uh, uh, plastic types and polymers in there. So it becomes a bit of a, um, a, a complex mixture and it makes it invariably difficult for recycling facilities to, to handle it because they don't know what's in it. So we have our plastics are too, there's too much variety then in our plastics. There is. And I think uh, one way forward to, to help get us out of this uh, mess where we're uh, putting 
lots of this material to landfill is to simplify the packaging stream. Um, you know, let's have one type of high density of polyethylene that can be recycled or, or one type of uh, low density, that's the, uh, uh, the plastic bags, you know, so that the complex mixtures are simplified. And uh, I think the federal government is uh, helping industry uh, move in that direction as well. Right. So then that way, if it's simplified, then it's all much more recyclable. Yeah, in in essence, uh, the the simple answer is yes. At the moment, we've got uh, identity polyethylene with uh, a mixture of different colours and other uh, polymer additives. That even though it might say it's a number four or number two or number one on on the the, the packaging, it's still made up of uh, other complex materials as well. So we we really need to streamline it and make sure it's made of one type of polymer which you know would be a monomer rather than multiple different polymers so basically simplifying the uh, the plastic that uh, that goes into a product right how long do you think tony before we reach critical mass with this you said that we have been stockpiling essentially for months now all this recycling recycle material uh, when is this going to become a critical point well, I think we're already at that now. I mean, uh, municipalities were scratching their head uh, in the first week of, well, even ahead of the, the China ban. Uh, but certainly here in uh, Halifax, we were discussing a plastic bag ban uh, last January. We still haven't got one yet, but uh, they were certainly thinking about it because the, in, in Nova Scotia, we can't even uh, landfill plastic bags because it's the only uh, province that has a, uh, a law against uh, landfilling plastic film. So then what are you supposed to do with them? As, well, yeah. So if you speak to uh, each municipality across the country, you'll get a different answer. Um, some municipalities have markets for their material. Others don't. Others are, are even paying to get rid of this material. So it kind of, it just depends on if you have a market. And those that do have a market like to keep it very quiet for fear of another municipality undercutting them and, and getting rid of their material. But but for now, we are landfilling a lot of this material. And I guess in the short term, we're trying to get buyers for this material. But it's so, it's so um, you know, the, the market or the price isn't there for this material because it's not of uh, high enough quality. It's contaminated by and large, and it's so complicated to, to deal with that nobody wants it. So you're saying then essentially like we, we're putting stuff in our recycling bins here and it may very well be ending up in the landfill. Yeah, even when uh, Canada was exporting our material, we were getting recycling rates of between 9 and 13%. It just depends on which jurisdiction you're in, but it's still pretty pathetic. And here we are now talking about go moving towards a zero plastic waste strategy. Well, we're going to have to do a lot of work very quickly in order to make that happen with such low recycling rates. Are you hopeful at all, though, Tony? Because we do talk an awful lot about reducing, right? You, reducing our single-use plastics. That seems to be a worldwide trend right now. Yeah, and, um, you know, what with the uh, the movement against plastic straws last year and, and some jurisdictions, including uh, Victoria, with the ban on plastic bags, I think we're seeing more and more of that across Canada. And I think if we can reduce the amount of material uh, that we package stuff in then that's one step in the right direction but we're going to have to come up with many different solutions to to get to where we need to be and that's going to take a big cultural and behavioral shift um so yeah it's going to be a, a long ride and i think we'll have a lot more conversations like this in the near future oh i think we will listen tony thank you so much for joining us 
Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. That was fascinating. That's Tony Walker, Assistant Professor at the School for Resource and Environmental Studies at Dalhousie University.